So we haven't talked about your number one golden ring. We probably should cover that, don't you think? Usually I don't write something for an artist specifically in mind, but in that case, I did. I thought there was an old gospel group called the Chuck Wagon Gang that I really liked. It was very churchy sounding, like old-fashioned country churchy sounding. I thought about writing a song like that for George and Tammy, something that just had that old-fashioned uh, southern gospel sound to it. I got hung up on it, and I called up Curly Putman. And asked if, so I got this song. I said, it's not a lot to write, but it's just not finished, you know. And Curly said, I just want to hang around the farm today. About that time, Rafe Van Hoy came in the front door at Tree Publishing Company. I said, hey, buddy, I got this song story. You want to finish it with me? He said, yeah. That it was like late Friday afternoon and what time to put anything together for a demo session. So I told Rafe, who was a great musician, I said, why don't you put together a little demo? Of it? I said, you know what the Chuck Wagon Gang sounds like? He said, yeah, I've heard some of that. I said, well, make it sound like that. Get there, do a group, sing your bass with it, sing your high tenor part, make give it that old country gospel sound. And he did. Boy, his little demo he put together, it is amazing. It's almost as good as George and Tammy's record. It is so good. And he cut this great version on it. And that thing was on the radio about a month after that. That's the quickest a song ever went from the pen to the radio. That would never happen now. What I like about that song is this incredible guitar run intro, that lick. Billy Sherrill produced a great record on that. Because he knew how to do that because his father was a Baptist preacher. He was brought up with church music. So that was a natural for him to produce. George and Tammy, oh my God, they just sang me so great on it. What talent. Billy Sherrill used to, he would change my songs. If somebody changed your song, they asked permission. Billy Sherrill did. He just changed it anyway. If you didn't like it, too bad. And usually it was to the better. I disagree with him on Golden Ring. What they had was a small two-room apartment as they fight their final round. The way we wrote it was, you won't admit it, but I know you're running around. Billy told me, he says, you can't ram ram with round. I said, one is final round, is the other is running round. He said, it's still the same. It sounds like the same word. And he wanted to put, I know you're leaving town. I said, Billy, I said, on an emotional scale, leaving town is maybe a five. I know you're running around is a 10. She's out there screwing around on it, and it's, and it's killing it, you know? I know you're leaving town, that sounds like maybe maybe you're going down to Louisville, you know, to make a sale or something. The amazing thing about it is I have never cheated on someone myself. And anybody I've ever told that I was in a committed thing with them, I was always true to it. The only time I ever ran around was my first wife. She was already running around. She and I had no physical relationship anymore and i would say okay well you're having an affair i'm gonna have one too no you're not and she <laughs> that's not fair <laughs> how's that fair you <laughs> was a husband abuser you should beat the shit out of me. and so to keep the family together i had to be secret with her so i was running around on her but not cheating on her because she and i hadn't there was nothing between us it was it was gone it was a bad man a bad 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 marriage from which we got a wonderful child. So I, you got a wonderful child, Lauren. I do it all. I do it all over again. But anyway, what I was saying, I have never cheated on anyone, but I have been with people who cheated to be with me. I had a friend who tell me, "said that's hypocritical." And I'm starting to think, well, she's probably right. 
Did that inspire Golden Ring? Someone cheating on you? Or do you see that as part of life? Like people do that. Yeah, I don't think I wrote any of me into that song. It was just the idea came from I saw there was a made from TV movie. It was a biography of a gun. It was a handgun. I think it belonged to a cop. And then a bad guy got it and it ended up in a pawn shop. And the last scene in the movie, the people had hid the gun up on the mantle in the house. And it showed a little three-year-old kid standing on a chair, reaching up to get the gun. And that was the last scene in it. But I thought, why not do a song that's a biography of a little wedding band? The history of it, you know, and it, it starts out and ends up in a pawn shop. In a pawn shop in Chicago. I love that because a pawn shop is where, you know, there's stuff that people didn't want anymore. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then someone finds it and wants it. And the song is so well structured. It's this ring of life, this ring of marriage. It ends up back in the pawn shop. And I was wanting to put together a musical at that time, and it's going to be about like a family who moved up from the South or from Appalachia to Chicago, you know, just poor country people from, you know, I thought this would be ideal song for my musical, which never came around. A musical, I think, to me, was the vehicle to write songs. And that was the important thing. You know? So I don't regret that I never wrote a musical. I'd rather write books than write music. Well, you're a good book writer, Bobby. And so why don't we close out by one last plug for your new book? Country Music's Greatest Lines by Bobby Braddock, illustrated Carmen Beecher. These Carmen Beecher illustrations are just incredible. Each one tells a story, just like the songs that they're about. You look at the pictures, you're like, oh my God, that's what the song is about. It's They're lifelike. I went to her website. She sells her art, her paintings. And I saw a sketch that she did. She put on her Facebook page. And ironically, she did it four or five years ago. It's of John Lewis, the civil rights leader who passed away the other day. And I've never seen a photograph of him that captured the determination the integrity, the righteous indignation, everything is in that picture. There are pictures of songwriters illustrated there. There are song characters that made up that I had to draw. But there's quite a few pictures of celebrities, too. As a template for her to draw the pictures of the celebrities, rather than her draw just one picture, and it could have violated a copyright thing, I would give her several. And she would see these several pictures and draw her picture from those. And anybody who sees these pictures, they immediately know in a nanosecond who it is. I mean, because they're very lifelike. Anyway, thanks for letting me plug my book. And thanks for sharing the backstory of your songs with us, Bobby Braddock. We're really grateful to have you. And thank you to our listeners. And special shout out to my social media director, Cameron Grace, and my recording engineer, Wyatt Schmidt. You can find Wyatt's music on his new uh, YouTube channel, DJ Wyatt Schmidt. And I encourage everybody to go listen to that. You are a great interviewer. A great interviewer makes the interviewee look good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.